Support for WMNF comes from listeners like you and River Tower Festival, Saturday, November 11th. This music and arts festival, whose mission is to preserve Tampa's historic Sulphur Springs Water Tower, features Rocks Revolt in the Velvets, Tribal Style, Synergy in a Cup, and more. Information at RiverTowerFestival.org. You are tuned to WMF Radio 88.5 FM or this public affairs program called Community Speaks. I'm your host, Patro Mabili, and we're going to talk about the world and talk about this state, talk about where we're headed here on Community Speaks. And of course, take your telephone calls, which is going to be 813-239-9663. And your emails at WMNF.org. You can write me, DJ, at WMNF.org. And, of course, I still need your help. I need your support to preserve Community Speaks on the air. You can always go to WMNF.org and hit the donate key to show your love and support for public affairs, especially Community Speaks. And, uh, it's always good to be able to come to you to talk about what is happening and what is happening is that today the state le- uh, the state legislature is meeting in a special session to reiterate their support for Israel and also to talk about some uh, more hurricane aid, how they're going to fix that problem that they've used the money for other things. Uh, but at the same time, the governor of Florida has been asking for the universities to suspend students for Palestine, justice for Palestine, uh, this pro-Palestinian group. So experts have been questioning this governor's bid to disband pro-Palestinian groups off campuses. And uh, we're going to delve deeply into that. We'll talk about that today. And, uh, you know, that's what's happening on the globe. We had heard in the news update that over 10,000 people have died in the months since Hamas has attacked Israel and uh, people, like 10,000 people, mostly women and children, have died in that month since in Gaza. And uh, so when is justice, has justice been served and uh, what is the solution there? That's uh, what a lot of people have been trying to wrap their heads around. But one thing is for sure, people need justice. The hostages need justice. The Palestinians need justice. Justice, And most people in the United States agree that there should be aid for Israel as well as for Palestine. So we'll get into it here on Community Speaks. That's what we're here for, to speak to the community and have the community speak back so that we can make sense of the world. And uh, we know that there are other things going on in the world. We know that there's some things that have some correlations as Especially what is happening in Ukraine. Uh, the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, has said that Russia, Iran, and North Korea have sponsored Hamas's attack on Israel as well. And uh, we can listen to some exclusive comments that he has made to try to bring some uh, idea of, of uh, continuity, linkage to these crises on the globe and how there may be all types of correlations 
And Zelensky has insisted that, you know, there have been some Korean munitions found on the ground in Gaza. So there has been these this uh, trifecta of support from Russia, Iran and North Korea going on. And at the same time, we also have been talking over the past few months about how Russia has been sending the Wagner group to the continent of Africa and using them to carry out coups, assist coups throughout uh, the, the places that they have dispatched the Wagner group, the private mercenary group. And as a result, there has been news stories emerging about how from rights groups reporting on widespread war crimes across Africa's Sahel region with communities under siege. And we need to talk about what is happening there as well as the United States Congress is already in the House has rejected aid to Ukraine, given the fact that Russia has exported private mercenaries across the continent of Africa, uh, which is also a continent the United States is working hard to gain some influence and to help the situation on the ground there economically. Uh, we could talk about those attempts as well on the part of the United States to be a player uh, as well as China um, being a player economically on the continent of Africa. But security forces and armed groups are committing war crimes right now against civilians on the continent of Africa in that Sahel region, right? That region below the, the Sahara where extremists and rebels are increasingly fighting to exert dominance and control resources in communities. And this is according to two rights groups uh, talking about the continent. Civilians are increasingly being killed, abducted, or abused, including in Burkina Faso, where jihadi groups have fought for many years, and in Mali, where militants and ethnic rebels are expanding their reach, and Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International are both reporting this. Amnesty reported was released this past Thursday while the Human Rights Watch report came out Tuesday. And, you know, spread across the vast, arid expanse south of the Sahara, the Sahel region has been a hotspot for violent extremism, with armed groups often taking advantage of little or no government at all and security presence to target helpless communities. Uh, but the conflict has worsened in recent months, and analysts blame the, the trend on the absence of institutional reforms, the failed peace efforts, as well as rampant coups by militaries in places like Burkina Faso and Mali. And the violence also includes alleged war crimes, which rights groups say are often covered up. Uh, in Mali, both the armed forces and extremist rebels have killed and abused Numerous civilians in the country's central and northern regions were allegedly collaborating with either side of the conflict. And Human Rights Watch said in its report, uh, Malian security forces were responsible for at least 40 civilian deaths, nearly half of whom were children. And uh, the targeted killing of civilians by Islamist group, Islamist armed groups in the Malian army are war crimes. and should be thoroughly and impartially investigated. That's according to the senior Sahel researcher at the Human Rights Watch. And this is a report is based on interviews with 40 people, including more than 30 witnesses 
on the ground. Um, so Human Rights Watch's findings were communicated to Mali's justice and defense ministers who never responded. And in Burkina Faso, where Human Rights Watch had previously accused the military of war crimes, Amnesty said it found that the Ansarul Islamist extremist group and other armed groups are killing and abducting women and girls while also disrupting key infrastructure in communities to carry out a brutal siege. And they have not only enforced sieges across the country, but they have also killed thousands of civilians and destroyed civilian infrastructure, including bridges and water points. And uh, this is according to Amnesty International's regional director for West and Central Africa. Uh, the tactics to enforce the sieges have also limited residents' access to health and education, forcing one in 12 people across the country to flee their homes. Uh, the lives of millions are hanging in the balance on the continent in the South Sahara. And because of the abuses in Burkina Faso, this is according to Amnesty, it is called on the international community to step up efforts to ensure that those responsible for war crimes and human rights abuses are held accountable. And this has uh, been a crisis on the continent of Africa, especially South, Sahara, uh, South of the Sahara, uh, where extremist groups have tried to take advantage of weakened governments or corrupt governments. And uh, when you see a coup taking place, those are the kinds of places that the extremists, the Islamic extremists, have targeted. So we're keeping our eyes very closely watching the continent to see what transpires there because as the influences continue, especially from Russia, uh, but also in China, you see the differences of on the ground, you know, where China is more interested in the uh, economic development. Uh, we see Russia interested in exporting its violence and helping to create coups and and give take a voice away from the people. And meanwhile, the United States also does what it tries to do to be a player on the continent. And this week, the U.S. State Department confirmed that Washington's plan to refurbish and extend what is called the Lobito Corridor is a railway that will run through mineral-rich Zambia and the Democratic Republic of Congo to an Atlantic port in Angola. And that project is moving full steam ahead. Uh, this is an ambitious inf infrastructure investment by uh, other powers in Africa have been derailed in the past, such as that that was done for, uh, by China. For years, China has tried with mixed results to trade connectivity, to boost trade connectivity by investing in ports and railways. So this, this uh, Lobito Corridor is an important railway, as I said, running through mineral-rich parts of Africa. And uh, it's going to help the economy. But this has been part of what Beijing, China had, you know, started projects like this and incurred debt uh, for the Africans. Uh, it was an unfinished project that was undertaken as part of Beijing's Belt and Road Initiative, or BRI. And they've been criticized, prompting what analysts see as a new focus on what Chinese President uh, Xi Jinping has called a small and beautiful approach, which is the uh, Belt and Road Initiative, the economic initiatives. But now the West 
is stepping in with the U.S. and the European Union and three African nations and two financial institutions signing a memorandum of understanding last month to develop the partially existing Lobio Corridor. Uh, but these plans were outlined in an online media briefing this past week. A six-month feasibility study is expected to start before the end of the year. Uh, this uh, is part of a partnership, acting special coordinator for the partnership on the global infrastructure investments. Uh, the intention is to get 500 miles of new track built, uh, and that's going to run through, as I said, the, Zambia, the mineral-rich Zambia and the Democratic Republic of Congo. So we're going to keep an eye on those efforts as well, but, you know, we see that there are uh, people, these uh, major powers are all looking for influence on the continent of Africa and in the Middle East as well as a jumping off spot. And so I think that, you know, as we look at what the Islamists are also doing, they're trying to gain influence. Uh, we see lawmakers here in America be, being very uh, reactionary in terms of what is happening in the Middle East. Uh, we see that there's a problem and uh, and we have over 10,000 People dead in a month since the Hamas, the group Hamas has uh, attacked and took hostages from Israel. Uh, but the response has been incredible. And uh, we've seen people rising up in the streets and on college campuses here in the United States, basically taking advantage of their free speech rights that we have and enjoy in this country. But there is a political will to take those free speech rights away, at least from pro-Palestinian student groups. Uh, this governor of Florida said the group, quote, gave material support to terrorism. But here's what we really need to know about that story. If a student group voices support for a foreign terrorist organization, is it breaking the law? And, you know, should they be banned from the college, from operating chapters on the state's college campuses and as the lawmakers sit down to their special session today, they will be talking about this. They will be forced to respond to DeSantis and whether or not they're going to deactivate these groups, which means it's not the exact same as expelling them from campus because if they deactivate them, they can they can restart the group under a new name. Uh, but is this a violation of these students' free speech rights? Uh, we'll take a listen to a news story, get back to talking more about what the intent is, uh, what the governor has demanded of these students. But uh, let's take a listen to what some uh, people have written, uh, what the story has uh, revealed about this, uh, this uh, attempt for the future of the Students for Justice in Palestine at USF is being... Is deemed uncertain right now. So let's take a listen to a story concerning the the future of a University of South Florida student organization remains uncertain. The group Students for Justice in Palestine has come into the national spotlight in recent days. The state sent a letter to public universities ordering them to disband chapters on their campuses. Cesar Esmeraldi is the USF student body president. We are in communication with administration. Also, I know there are 
in communication with the chancellor and their administration as well to fully understand what the and what the implications could be. Chancellor Ray Rodriguez sent the letter to university presidents at the direction of Governor Ron DeSantis. The letter does not give schools a deadline to act, but it does say it don't follow the order. School officials could face penalties, including suspension. Megan Bowman, W. Yes, this is Community Speaks here on WMNF. And, uh, that was a story talking about the future of students for justice in Palestine at USF being uncertain as the governor has tried to uh, have these students disbanded at public universities. So the governor, is he calling for a disbandment or, or is it just a deactivation? It sounded like at first he was talking about deactivation. Now he wants USF's students for justice in Palestine to be disbanded and uh, the Group, as I say, recently came into the national spotlight after a letter from Florida officials on October the 24th directed public universities to disband chapters on campus. Uh, USF officials have said they are reviewing the letter, but they have not provided any updates on what action the school will take. Uh, USF student body president says the student government wants to make sure students are safe and that their First Amendment rights are protected. Uh, the uh, State University System Chancellor Ray Rodriguez, Rodriguez sent the letter to university president at the direction of the governor. Uh, but can they disband these groups and violate? Is that a violation of their free speech? And uh, as uh, there's one student from Brazil who said he hasn't personally seen any anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, or pro-Hamas speech on the Tampa campus, but he wants an open-door policy where students can feel free to bring any issues or concerns to him or the student government. That's the, um, there's uh, more than 5,000 international students from more than 145 countries attending University of South Florida. That's according to the school's website. Uh, it does not give schools a deadline to act you know, on this letter from the governor or from the state university system chancellor. But it does say school officials could face penalties, including suspension, if the order is not followed. And uh, this is part of a pattern on this part of this governor that such as when a two attorney generals have uh, uh, prosecutors have stated their intentions not to promote an unconstitutional or prosecute unconstitutional laws such as the abortion ban, which had not even been put in place in the state of Florida yet. And yet the governor suspended him from his job for saying he would not enforce certain laws. But that law is not even on the books yet. And of course, some of the other laws that have been deemed unconstitutional, such as the laws that go after uh, transgendered people, uh, these types of laws that are not passing, uh, even some of the book ban laws have not passed muster constitutionally. And so a prosecutor shouldn't be suspended, fired for making a statement, especially about laws that are unconstitutional or laws that are not even on the books yet. Uh, but now they want to disband student groups off campus 
for expressing First Amendment rights and under the guise that they've given material support and experts are under uh, uh, in a lot of disagreement about what that means that the the toolkit that the students referred to on the Day of Resistance uh, gives advice and tips campus chapters could use to host protests in support of Palestinians in the toolkit referred to Hamas's attack on Israel as the resistance and in a section about framing discussions about the conflict stated that Palestinian students in exile are part of this movement, not in solidarity with the movement. Uh, so they were talking specifically about Palestinians being part of it. Uh, this is a moment of mobilization for all Palestinians. The toolkit goes on to say that we must act as part of this movement. All of our efforts continue the work and resistance of Palestinians on the ground. And this language spurred the governor to close chapters of the group on university campuses. This affected chapters at the University of Florida and the University of South Florida. Um, so what do you think? Is this right? And could this hold muster constitutionally? And uh, Students for Justice in Palestine, the governor saying that they violated Florida law when it affirmatively identified it as part of the Operation Al-Aqsa Flood and terrorist-led attack uh, that we saw on October 7th. This, uh, the deactivation leaves room for the two chapters to form another organization, as I said first, but this governor is now calling for a complete disbandment. And I just want to know what you think that, you know, this is part of a pattern on the part of this governor to people he doesn't like. He completely fires and he wants to start a war against on a political war in this state against. So he he does the, the ultimate and just fires them. And, and in the case of this group, uh, their free speech right is not allowed, so he dis- he wants to disband them off campus. And the question becomes, will this hold muster? And what will the lawmakers today do as they start their special session? We know that they're expected to consider new sanctions against Iran, and you know because they say it supported Hamas, and they're going to vote on a resolution expressing support for Israel's right to defend itself. Uh, but what do you think about what is happening in your state, in your name? 813-239-9663 is the number to call if you want to join a discussion here on Community Speaks as we talk about all that is happening. And uh, you can also write me, DJ, at WMNF.org. And um, we get to your telephone calls as soon as they come in and uh, just take them in the order in which they come. Uh, but I do want to invite you to go ahead and give us a call and also to continue to show support for WNF and for Community Speaks. Uh, but 813-239-9663 right now is the number to call if you want to join me in a discussion. On tomorrow, uh, WNF's Tuesday Cafe will get an eyewitness account of the latest news from Israel in the Gaza Strip with NPR correspondent Aya Batrawe. And um, she used to be a WNF News volunteer. And that's coming up at 10 a.m. Tuesday morning on 88.5.
FM. But right now, I want to hear what you have to say, what you want to add, especially to the question of the governor disbanding student groups who say they support the idea of the helping the Palestinian people. Uh, not Hamas, but the Palestinian people. Go ahead, call her. You're on Community Speaks. Can you hear me? Yeah, sir, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, and thank you for taking my call. It's a great, great topic and, and, and overdue uh, because right now you know, you're seeing vengeance unleashed to the, uh, like, a, at a holy war level by Israel and Netanyahu. And first of all, Netanyahu has always been the, you know, uh, the Donald Trump of, of, of the Middle East. Um, you know, he should have never been elected, uh, re-elected, and the people, and then he came in and dismantled their government. That's like Donald Trump coming in back in the presidency and dismantling the Senate. Mm. It's what, and that's exactly what Netanyahu did. That's why all the protests, and, and we we don't cover that the government over there. We don't cover that protest. A little bit we did, but we didn't get into the meat, the nuts, and, and bolts of why the people were so upset after Netanyahu got in there and basically overturned their constitution. And that's exactly what he did. If you if you research that, take my word for it. Mm-hmm. Research that. But yeah, we know that they weakened the, the judiciary. Yeah. And a lot of people say, just like Trump, it was for himself, you know, to keep himself because he's under on trial for corruption. Investigation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For corruption. And a lot of a lot of things that look like they have a lot of evidence uh, that is, is provable. So there, so there was that. Uh, and this might happen to us. If Trump gets in the office, he's very vengeful. And uh, so um, now moving on. So they were distracted by all that. And then and now you know, they get attacked by Hamas, backed up by probably several parties. I would not doubt that. But here's the thing, guys. We, we you know, let's say we're having an Austin Music Festival in, in Austin, Texas, and Mexico comes across the border and attacks, starts to kill all these people at the Austin Music Festival. And do you not think America would be retributionally vengeful? And, and justifiably so, to a certain extent, because right. at a certain extent, you're, 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 you're trying to do an extinction. And, and at that point, you know, humanity, that's not what we do or allow. You know, that's not what we do. And, that's, and then the war crimes are prevalent, because if you're going to attack a hospital, a refugee camp, where supposedly one or two major terrorists have dug in under there or have an office camp or whatever underneath the facility, and you're going to level that whole building to kill one or two. Now, you know, I understand if you may have pursued him in there and you saw it was identifiable, that person just went into that building and we can't get in there because they're fighting us and they're stopping us from getting in there. Uh, he's got all these forces in that building and around it and they're not letting us get in. Then I understand the attack of the facility. Mm-hmm. But for you to have some kind of intelligence that you're not going to share with the world uh, that's verifiable, and you're going to level a whole facility and kill many, thus creating your enemy times 20, because now you could kill women and children and innocents, and that hate is going to promulgate. So Israel is at the point of committing war crimes now to supposedly, you know, it's, it's, it's not self-serving. I mean, it's just not. 
It's got, we've got to come to a peaceful solution. I salute Anthony Blankenship mm-hmm. and, 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 and Joe Biden, man. They are on top of this trying to snuff this wildfire from growing, y'all, because you know what a wildfire does? It, it goes in all directions. And, you know, you try to put all forces on to stuff it out. And that's what we're trying to do over there. Because if this goes to the level it could go, you got Russia and then you've got Iran. You've got uh, all, many players. That, and, and, and now Turkey. Turkey has a large force, a very large force. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't want to, we can't get in that mix. And then I think my personal opinion is if we get involved over there and something jumps off, China's going to attack in Taiwan. Because they know at that point we can't fight a multi-state war. Yeah, we spread too thin. And exactly what I think is is in the mix if we let this get out of control. Well, I mean, you're right. It's good that we have uh, Blinken and Joe Biden being uh, prudent, working through it. Because, you know, I think that did slow down the the airstrikes on the part of Israel over Gaza because now they're being a little bit more careful in terms of they split up the country from north and south right now and are following the tunnels uh, more carefully rather than just the the blind shooting overhead but yeah they've done enough of that already and but I think it could have been worse if there hadn't been cool heads telling them you know slow down because. I think Netanyahu is concerned about his own position now that it's clear he couldn't protect his people. Well, we also, you know, uh, unleashed that new uh, missile defense system that we kind of showed our hand when we shot down those missiles coming up the coast. I think that was deliberate by the U.S. Navy to show Mm. their new multi-spatial capabilities where they can theater-wide control or see what's going on in that airspace, including hypersonic missiles. And so we shot that down, that those missiles down, to show that that capability yeah. to do that. And I believe that was that helped. And then placing that, that aircraft carrier group there helped, helped tamper down what Iran was wanting to do, Jordan, maybe some other actors in that area, and helped pause that. I, you know, it's not political, guys. I don't care if you like Biden or not. What they've done is really preemptive to stop mm. or, you know, try to preemptively tamper what could have jumped off and easily. Because in the past, we've seen uh, in skirmishes that, you know, others joined in. And right. Forces, forces start, uh, you know, getting on the border and tanks crossing. And, but not, none of that's happening right now. And I believe because we have those two battle groups in that area, they're, they're putting a big pause on that. Yeah, you might be right because, yeah, it could have certainly gotten worse. And I think that's why Hamas was, you know, was supported financially so that they could do this, so that it could cause a, a such a conflagration that the United States would be too busy to worry about what Russia's doing. So that's, that's just my opinion. With the UN as well and Turkey, Turkey's a UN member. That's right. If you look at that, you have to look at, you know, Turkey posturing themselves. As, as to say to Israel, you know, don't you don't want this to go Muslim versus Christian, and that's 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 the big if right there. Right. If this jumps off, and that's we've got to tamper that hate and that rhetoric because it's because it, you know it's it, it, and Israel and Netanyahu have, they got to put on the brakes. 
Because now you're, yeah. you're, you're you're making it you're making it you're committing atrocities and, and, and right. you're doing the things that were done to you. Right. Well, I'm, you can't mm-hmm. you know, be a victim and then be also the aggressor at the same time. Because right. we all know what happened with you know the Nazis and and the, and the Jewish population, but they cannot go on to Palestine and do the same under their people. That's all I have to say, Mom Jesus. Thank you, sir. For your Thank time. you for your call. 813-239-9663. And hopefully the uh, Arab states, which were planning to uh, do some peacemaking with Israel, that plan can get back on track. Uh, when? I don't know. Go ahead, caller. Your own community speaks. Are you talking to me? Yes, I am. Hello. Hello. Well, I did. I just listened to what you're previous speaker was saying I wasn't too much interested. But I was in the car when I heard a speaker, I think it might have been you, but I don't remember right now, um, talking about our governor of Florida Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in kind of a derisive way because he he fires people he doesn't like. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, um, that's his constitutional right, I think think and if he doesn't like them it couldn't be because of anything real i mean i don't i don't get all this bias against the republicans against doing what's right for our country i the first time i listened to you and that was only because you were on the radio (laughs) but i am uh i am just flabbergasted at your condolence of the governor, well, you know. the governor of Hamas, of everything that I think is just uh, is just uh, so against the United States and what we stand for. So I would say, if I had my way, if you don't get more neutral, you don't belong on the radio. But I'm assuming that's why you're on the radio because you're like TikTok; you can get all these followers who are uneducated but very passionate about their stance because they have been brainwashed. So, you know, you ought to think about what you say sometimes, and that's all I have to say. Well, I thank you for for calling and listening. But you know what? I think it really is about holding this governor accountable in anybody in elected position. That's why we elect them, because we get to hold them accountable. And, you know, if you thought that it was being derisive of a governor because I said he he wants to fire people he doesn't like, that's not his constitutional right. You can't just go after your political enemies. They have to have done something. I think he had a reason for firing this person, not just his personal preference about about who holds the office. You you tell me that he had a reason. Tell me what his reason was besides. Yeah, he, he said like that he doesn't like what the person said when they said they would not. Particularly, the prosecutor Andrew Warren, who was elected by Hillsborough County voters, who said that he would not uh, he would not support unconstitutional abortion bans, and we didn't. We don't actually have one in place. So how did he lose his job? by the governor if we don't even have a ban in place by in the governor said it's because he said he wouldn't enforce certain laws that well, was his free speech right let, I, let me say something just words have consequences you're a wordsmith so you ought to know 
So you answer the question yourself. Okay. Well, yeah, he he fired him because he he's a political enemy who didn't like what the prosecutor said. And there's a second prosecutor in Orlando who said the governor claimed said something similar. They wouldn't enforce certain laws. You don't fire somebody for saying that. Okay. You fire them for not doing their job. And the governor has gone around saying that they're being incompetent. Uh, he hasn't proven. I think the burden should be on the governor to prove that these people are incompetent or are not doing their job, not just because he didn't like a speech, something they said in, in a speech over a law that has not even been passed yet. I'm sure it goes much deeper than that. Mm. But what you're saying is the governor, any governor, any elected official should have their hands tied about who's in their cabinet. And you know that, mm-hmm. right? No, I that well, if that's how you interpret it, not is yeah, they they their yeah. hands are tied. Their hands are tied by the voters and by the constitutional. You can't just go after your political enemies. They you have to have done something. Want. You call it what you want. If there are laws that these people say that they are not going to enforce, what is that called? Well, the abortion law is one of them. And that's not even in place yet. So how did they lose? How is it right for the governor to fire an elected position, an elected official? Uh This isn't somebody that was in their cabinet. This is somebody that was elected. Uh Uh-huh. So their hands are tied by elections. You can't just get rid of the people's choice like that. We do have some more calls I do want to get to, ma'am, but it's been enlightening talking to you. Uh, But the the burden is on the governor. Go ahead, caller. You're on Community Speaks. Yeah, it's on the Community Speaks. R-O-N-G. And that lady needs some light. Shed it on what she thinks things should be. She's definitely illusioned and highly dysfunctional, and acting like a sidewinder. The, the things that you said and the, the level of accuracy that you put it is impeccable. I mean, people should have standards. How yeah. can you stand for babies being under rocks, killed, with people digging them out, and at the same time, you telling people over here that you would take the food out of their mouth because you don't like how the... the uh, somebody voted you in and mm-hmm. made you have some power. And, and I'll tell you some other stuff. I was downtown here recently, local stuff, and, and they got rid of the disability parking. So you can no longer park there free because you can target who you want to when you get power. And you mm-hmm. can say what you want to when you have too much power. And too much power is abusive. And what she's trying to say is you're a black man and you shouldn't have any power. <laughs> that's basically what I hear from her and that if the governor is like her, then it's okay. Yeah. We're all in the same boat, right? We all pay taxes, right? Yeah, we should just we bow down to the governor. <laughs> we should bow down to anybody that they think that you should bow down to. She said the law is on the books. What happened to uh, <laughs> abolition of slavery? Says you have to follow the law. Yeah. Yeah. See, you haven't followed that law. <laughs> you want us to jump over that law. Yeah. Your thoughts, your ideologies, your idiosyncrasies, and to leave it on the table, the war game is much bigger than what we see. Yeah, I agree with that last caller on some real serious notes. But the thing about this is 
it's too much technology and it's too many players and nobody's going to have a clue because uh, they want to bury, I mean, dig, have us digging babies from under rocks over here as a punishment. I heard the last president before this one say that he would uh, kill all the people. I heard this. Then he would leave one alive to go tell the other ones, this is what we do to you. So that's the mentality. That's the mentality I should respect. Yeah. Hmm. No way. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. No, not. Not a. And I heard this from other people since she don't know that the young people are not tolerating the racism. You're coming with the racism, mm -hmm. and young people don't want to have that. They don't want that issue. You loved it. You bathed in it. You luxurized in it. And that day is basically gone because if they start dropping them bombs, I'm a veteran, they start dropping them bombs on your ASS, your conversation will be moot. That's for all of you. Okay? Hey. So I know this as a fact. It's not as simple as we put money on a thing any damn more. And we put your ideas on a thing because these people have stuff. You don't let the pooty poop go loose, okay? Hey, well, thank you. Hey, thank you for calling in, man. We get these other calls before we run out of time, but appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, the Florida governor wants to disband these groups uh, based on a statute that says you can't offer material support or resources to a foreign terrorist group. And, you know, this is a broad definition of material support or resources. It includes any property, tangible or intangible service, including currency or monetary instruments or financial securities. Uh, so none of that happened. But just to say in, in, in the interest of Palestinian students that they support Palestinians in, in Palestine, and that's enough to get you thrown off the of Florida campus. Is that right? Go ahead, caller. You say what? Hello. Is it me? Yes, it's you. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. All right. Thank you. Uh, this is Art from Lago, and uh, I, I like to say that the ban on criticisms of Israel has been going on for decades in this country hmm. by what I call American radical Zionists. Now, let me define who they are. They are those who believe that Israel can do no wrong. Now, you, you and I both know that university professors have lost their jobs for speaking against human rights abuses by Israel. Now, I understand that the USF students are charged with supporting Hamas. Is that that's true? That's what he's charging you with right. material support. Material support. Right. And what evidence have they produced on that? Nothing. They say it's just an, a statement that was made. Yeah, well, that's typical. I'm glad I, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly right. And and you know, I I'm 88 years old, and I've heard this this uh, I I've, I've learned. And I, by the way, I was evacuated from the Six Day War, and that's what converted me to the Palestinian cause. And I'm not Arab, and I'm not Muslim. Okay, we'll get that straight. But uh, l let me tell you that uh, criticisms of Israel in this country has gone too far. Uh, mm. I mean, anti not being able to criticize Israel has gone has gone too far. And thanks to the American Jewish organizations that we have here in this country, like a Jewish Voice for Peace, uh, if not now, uh, these people are really, really contributing a lot. Uh, they didn't exist back in '67 and '70 and '75. They did not exist, and they may, they are the ones that are making a big difference. And I just want to say that. And yeah. 
Okay, well, that, that that's about it. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thank you for calling. But, you know, like I said, most, it seems, according to polls, uh, maybe they're informal polls, but it seems most Americans support giving some support and aid to both sides because at the end of the day, everybody's human and needs support. Go ahead, call her. You're on Community Speaks. Me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm calling because I wanted to say that over the years since we DR governor, um, there's just been more fascism. You know, I mean, if he could have sat down every protest for Black Lives Matter, he would have. Mm. I mean, now he's got everybody scared to protest. And I mean, it's just fascism to say that they can't protest on college campus. Because right. anybody should be able to protest whatever they think is, you know, whatever they believe in, because we have free speech. Right, because not once did I hear the last president or this governor try to no. shut down the college campuses when those people showed up in Charlottesville, for instance, and said Jews would not replace us. Uh, did they yeah, do anything? They say anything? That was terrible. Yeah. That was white supremacy. And Nazism. Right. And nobody reacted this way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and you know, even when Trump said, you know, uh, something like, like this, a Muslim ban, when he did the Muslim ban, mm-hmm. did you see people marching in the street that they should have been? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there was some protests at the airports, but yeah. People I'm- did not go into the streets too much. You're right, because the those who are violent, are they felt emboldened. Yeah, time. the violent people could march, but the people who were like, no, we don't want white or white nationalism or uh, right wing craziness, they they were shut down. I mean, you know right. what Trump did when people were protesting Black Lives Matter in Oregon? He went out there and he kidnapped people, basically, had people kidnapped and taken while they were marching in black vans. Mm. So, you know, unmarked vans, he was taking off the street. I mean, I, I just can't see that we are going to have much more free speech in this country, like calling shows like yours, that, you know, no one's going to be able to talk pretty soon yeah. about anything. Right. I mean, and that's why this guy does not need, this governor does not need to be president so that he could have God, the power to do that. hear me if any of Trump or DeSantis become president. I appreciate I appreciate um, our government, right? Because they are trying to keep peace. It's not up to us to tell Israel what to do. We're trying, but we can't make them. Right. Right. So it's like it's like people are being irrational. As far I mean, I I think you know it's horrible what's going on in the Middle East right now for both sides. I think it's horrible, and I really. Resolve itself, but I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say, "Why isn't Biden doing this or that or something right. else?" Because he's not the governor; he's not the president of Israel. Right, right. And uh, unfortunately, Israel has a right wing, crazy government as well. Right, that's right. And there are a lot of Israelis who have been protesting it as of late. Of course, I hate. I really despise Netanyahu. I can't believe what he's doing. But, you know, the right-wingers, this is my opinion, of course, the right-wingers, they are so afraid to look weak for whatever reason. In any situation, they they can't give an inch. 
So they just yeah. go nuts. <laughs> and that's what's happening to Palestine right now. Yeah, it's this, it's this need to own everybody else. Everybody else is wrong, but no matter what, they're always going to be correct. They're going to be right, and they can't admit it's infallibility. It's all political, it's, and don't think it's like anybody even thinks about human humanity anymore. Sorry to yeah, say. No. Well, I mean, this is what we you know, we have to think soberly. We have to really open our eyes as to what we're dealing with in terms of the right, you know, because we're seeing authoritarianism take over everywhere. Exactly. And I think this is what's weakening our resolve in this world, you know, and authoritarians do not like criticism. So protesting in They're the street. shut it down. And if we have authoritarian <laughs> governments all over the world, which it seems like everybody's falling in line, except for maybe Europe, some, you know, most of Europe, I mean, then... Everybody's right. going to go along with this kind of insanity right. where there's genocide everywhere. Yeah, and we that's why we have to we have to talk about these and, and we have to be emboldened because we we know historically what we're dealing with. It's just that they've gotten more emboldened right now, but they are repeating a lot of the fascism of the past. Of course. I mean, I see fascism ever since I moved to Florida and that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I came from California, and I didn't see it there. I don't know if it's there now, but, I mean, I I just can't believe how much fascism there is here. And people don't even know about history, so they don't know what fascism is. Yeah, well, we have to, everybody go and look it up, because, you know, you're going to recognize it. F-A-S-C-I-S-M. <laughs> and With a big exclamation point. <laughs> because, you know, we're repeating some history here. You know, I and see you know, it just like thing, you do. Mm-hmm. I know. And another thing is, is that when they kept saying Antifa, Antifa, they kept acting like the people who are fighting fascism are the bad guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, because, you know, they are trying to defend the indefensible on the right, you know, so exactly. everybody is everybody else has, has got to be bad. Exactly. Um, and they're the only ones that know what's right. Yeah, and this is uh, this what makes them dangerous. Is there, it they, is dangerous, very dangerous living in Florida, if you ask me. Yeah, we got to stay and fight, though. I want to thank you for calling okay. and talking to me today. No worries. Thank you for the topic. Certainly. Mm -hmm. Have a good one. You too. This has been Community Speaks. And uh, up next, you're going to get back. We're going to get back to the music that's going to be going to be playing. Getting back to the music with um, Blanda Whalen. (laughs) It's the Music Mondays coming your way. But first, we're going to hear a new uh, lineup called The Scoop here on WMNF. This is a local locally produced news and uh, this is going to be a short report in lieu of the National Public Radio news headlines so keep it tuned we're going to get the scoop coming your way right next here on WMF and following that we'll be we'll get that It's the Music Monday back on the air so keep it tuned to WMF Tampa this has been Community Speaks my name is Patro Mobili and we'll be back next week to talk more about what is happening in this world thank you for joining me and calling me here on Community Speaks
Scoop for Monday. Tampa police increased its presence. Tampa. 